Hey, it's Sebastian from the Metal Gods Meltdown, and today I'm joined by... Hey guys, Keith Faye here from Cruacon. Pleasure to be here. First up, we're going to ask you, how was the release party? It was it was good fun. Yeah, a decent, nice turnout. Um, I, I, I would prefer to be in playing some festival somewhere, but, you know, a nice, cozy little evening in Dublin. The, cool. the Guinness was flowing with a lot of happy heads. <laughs> well, a lot of sore heads the next morning. <laughs> I can imagine, man. Um, the Living in the Dead has only been out a few days. How pleased mm. are you then with the reviews so far? Oh, man, I, I'm just on cloud nine. I can't get over the response. Um, you know, we, we've had the really good reactions with past albums. We've had some past albums with terrible reviews. Um, but this has just been consistently, like, really strong really good i'm just blown away i i can't believe how, how good it's been received brilliant so can you give us a little bit of idea then about the inspirations for the new album uh, i mean the inspiration lyrically there was there's a few different inspirations the last album was a concept album about the great war between ireland and england yeah. really fascinating story and you know not a lot of people in europe know like how close ireland were to winning that war and how Europe would have been a different place, but you know, we didn't win. Um, but it was a fascinating story. But I did a concept album, so I was really stuck to this rigid way of writing lyrics, and I didn't like it. I was really happy with the new album to go back to what writing what I wanted about to write about, and it was a mix of different songs here and there. But there's one team on the album, there was a, a kind of this national scandal in Ireland, the the the, the Catholic mother and baby homes, and this horrendous treatment that women ha experienced in Ireland and throughout the rest of Catholic Europe as well at the time. And it really affected me to see how the church treated these women and, and murdered babies. It was just so scandalous. And I said, you know what? I want to write some songs about that. So almost half of the album is this skating attack on, again, the, the church. And the other half is around kind of pagan customs and traditions in Ireland. Um, and musically, it's you know i draw inspiration from everything and anything and i'm never held back in in what i do the only co consistent thing on a crewcon album is the fact that there will be folk music when it comes to the, the the metal side i'll go from straight up heavy metal like judas priest and everything in between right up to extreme black metal which you know anything is fair game on a crewcon album and COVID gave me a lot of time to really work on the songwriting, get everything where I wanted it to be. Um, and yeah, I'm just just happy with it. You know, there was, there was no, like musically, there's no real inspiration. I just kind of always just go off on a tangent and, mm -hmm. you know, ultimately just write what I think sounds good. And, you know, hopefully people will agree. <laughs> totally, man. And I'm a big lover of album artwork and the album cover for your new album is amazing. Do you plan Thanks. to have that framed at home? Have you got it framed at home already? No, I, I wish. So that was a guy. So our albums, we've had two real big artists that worked with us for years. One was my brother, John. When he was in the band, he designed a lot of our previous covers. And they are fantastic. He is an incredible artist. The Pagan the Pagan album from like 2000, 2001, I can't remember the year, was painted by John Howe, the Lord of the Rings artist, the guy that designed did all the artwork on the movies and that kind of thing. That was incredible to have, but the, we're not, it, it's well known. We're not very happy with the way the Pagan album turned out. The production is terrible. 
so going into this album and the singles and we released a single two years ago with despots records they just recommended a guy that they work with i'm like okay show me your guy and he did the single artwork for the hawthorne and i remember thinking wow this is such a different direction to the kind of oil paintings and really intricate type of artwork we have it's a more cartoony not cartoony but it just a very stylized kind of style and i loved it and the fans loved it we had to get t-shirts made of the hawthorne so the label said hey do you want to use this guy for future albums future single covers and we 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 did we, we pretty much just stuck with this guy uh vagilis is his name so does it, designing the covers i'll give a little bit of input on what i'd like to see what it means and pretty much he has free reign you know i almost give him two or three like words it's like a word association <laughs> go and go and draw something so when he came back with the album cover i thought it was fantastic um i told him i did want the the face split in half with the living and the dead and i wanted the evil side the evil side to be a nun so it a lot of people find it hard to make out but when you know that and you look at the cover you see ah one is a celtic warrior one is a catholic nun on the other side so i'm delighted with that artwork now it's as far as i know it's digital there's no kind of canvas that i can actually get right. and put on the wall but you know in the future maybe i'll frame uh one of the albums the vinyl would be a nice thing to have hanging up because I, right. I do agree that the, the cover is lovely so i'm really happy with it absolutely and it's absolutely crazy you've been going 30 years that's insane man uh yeah. where's, the time gone? where's the time gone if you could go back though <laughs> yourself some advice what would it be yeah that's a that that's an interesting one like we okay we're going I think we're actually we're 31 years now and like I'm I'm not in my 60s or 70s I was really young when I started this band I was 13 years of age wow the first the first album was written when I was 14 and 15 years old now that that first album that our fans some of our fans will say that's my favorite album mm -hmm. it's a cult album and I'm like dude I was like 15 uh, you know I've got better since then surely you like the newer stuff but it, I'm the same some some bands I love their earlier stuff over their newer stuff what would I say I don't know what one big one um might be just to see how things would go we turned down very early in our career when I was only 17 years old we turned down a record deal with Century Media Records right and we had a manager the contract sucked and it was a really bad deal and we said no in hindsight a lot of the record deals have been pretty much as bad and nowadays things are okay I'd love to go back and say take the contract and just see where our path would have led in those years It'd be very interesting absolutely well of course Century Media is still going I mean mm. did it not hit you up recently for the your recent work or no not at all I think I did get in touch with them I'd say about 10 years ago but I completely burned them in, in magazine interviews over the years saying oh okay. it, was, it was horrendous you know how and, and it is true the contract legally stated that any sound created by my body like if I farted or if I just clapped my hand that's their property they legally own the sound that I make right. that, that's why our manager said Adam man that's 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 unheard of but as as we went on it was actually standard kind of contract stuff like we've been ripped off on nearly every record label we've we've been on Hammerheart Records we released I think four albums with them we've never seen one penny of royalties or anything from them to this day and we made a deal now Despots Records and previously we were on Trollzorn Records they're, they're great they do things correctly 
And Despots Records actually bought the back catalogue from Hammerheart in a kind of, yeah, you know, we, we've done this to you, Cruelcon. Let's work it out now. And that was the deal we made. Our back catalogue is now in Despots Records' hands. So we're happy, even though, you know, what could have been, you know, all these millions that were owed. <laughs> I can imagine, man. All right. So then what's your plans for a tour? And I booked in for any festivals or anything yet are you playing bloodstock or download or anything like that bloodstock like we i'd say 15 years ago we headlined the second stage at bloodstock I remember. <laughs> it was a it was great. a great show yeah. but we've been in touch with um the guys at bloodstock i don't know why they've not booked us um yeah it's a strange one i'd love to go back to bloodstock we play like we played a few few festivals recently with the hrh stuff actually we're back in december for hrh vikings cool uh, but we're struggling for festivals Um, i've seen this year i'm really engaging with festivals and booking and there's a big hangover from covid mm-hmm. a lot of festivals are probably in their second year and they they book band they've had bands booked for nearly three years that they've cancelled and cancelled and cancelled so I'm seeing a lot of hangover from COVID and I'm struggling for appearances. Next year is looking good. Um, so we're actually talking about finding a, I'm working with a booking agency and probably getting out on the road for a small European tour because we need to do something this year with, with the album launch. We have to get out there and, and, and promote it in some way. Definitely. So that's in Sheffield, isn't it? The Vikings Festival. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Get over to Belgium and that they must love you in Belgium. I love Belgium. I'm a Belgian freak. <laughs> oh, Bel- I'm, like we've been to Belgium so many times, but we Same. haven't in, in years. We haven't been in Same. such a long time. So, yeah, need to get back there. Brilliant over there. And the beer is fantastic as well. The so, beer is yeah. incredible. And the little bar, <laughs> like, you know, the, the grand place right in the middle of Brussels. Yeah. Like, the kind of square. You just you, you rock down some random alleyway and there's this beautiful... 200 year old bar that's just selling all these craft beautiful ales i love the place that man they I got it going on beer wall in bruges have you been there i think so yeah i was in in i was in that's i was in, in bruges the movie but yeah bruges is a great yeah, place as well yeah. yeah yeah you never get up the fucking tower though because the americans you just can never get up there <laughs> <laughs> i went up i went Did up you? i just just kept thinking of the movie with Colin yeah, Farrell, fucking exactly. whales or, or elephants, he called them. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. But it's true, though. The Americans, I've never been able to get up there. I've been to Bruges Mare six times. And it's always fucking full of Americans. I can't get up it. One oh, day. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, going back to touring, who would be your ultimate three bands to go out and tour with, dead or alive? That's funny. There's a few. I mean, dead or alive. Well, then, if it's dead, wow, where do we go? So, really good friends of mine, Ailstorm. Yeah. Uh, I've known the guys for years. Uh, I love meeting up with them on uh, at festivals and so on. And they they asked us to support them on their last European tour. Now we we've all got pretty you know white collar day jobs. We can't just go on and tour for any more than a week or something like that. So it killed me to actually turn it say no we we can't do this but i'd love to spend a few you know weeks out on tour with the guys and else and we just we're, we're very similar we we have a laugh but um from oh, celtic frost in the late 80s would yeah. be cool i mean i i'm just naming bands that i i really like would i like to tour them they'd probably be a nightmare to tour i don't know um Chuck Schuldner and Death 
back back in those days. Actually, Chuck Schuldner signed with Hammerheart Records, the, the label that I, I just just kind of spoke about there. And he died while working on an album with Hammerheart Records. Interesting, we have that slight little connection. Right. But touring with somebody like that, I, I just hold him in such high esteem to actually imagine being out touring, watching him play. And he's he's like he created for me, he created the modern death metal sound. Absolutely. Yeah, that that would be that would be it for me. I could go on it forever, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah, Chris from Hellstorm's a character, mate, isn't he? It's like he is. It's yeah, so funny. I love him. I love him. Yeah. And it's funny. It's 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 Gaz, bass, the bass player, and Peter, the drummer. They're the guys I've known for a long, long time. And it's right. it's just true, true them. And over the years, I got to know Chris and Elliot and so on. Bobo now on guitar. They're all really nice idiots. Like you've seen the the controversy, like that they got the trouble they got themselves into. And I I defended them and said, look, I'm not going to defend the language that was used, but I know in my heart and soul they are not the way a lot of people portrayed them they just made a ridiculous mistake and they paid for it i think they're great guys they're they're, yeah. they're very funny people absolutely man absolutely they really are all right and so going back in time can you remember the first concert you ever went to i mean being irish would that be dana <laughs> dana wow um <laughs> I do remember my first concert, and it was just a, a local band. And to this day, I can remember their name, Chancer Icarus. Nobody remembers. So every time I speak to people in Dublin in the, in the, or in the Irish metal scene, they're like, who? <laughs> I, I, I must have been 10 or 11 years of age. I can't remember who I went with. Um, but the funny thing is, the next band after that, I, I don't know. I can't remember who, who my first real metal band would have been. It's so funny. I remember the actual first gig. You know, maybe twenty people watching. Nobody yeah. was interested. But after, no, I have no idea really. <laughs> All right, and so then, can you sort of similar question? Can you remember the first time you stood on a stage with Kurakan? Yeah, I can. Um, and there's a there's a video on YouTube of the gig, uh, the whole concert actually. I I'm pretty sure this was our first concert as Kurakan. It was in County Cork in Ireland. A, a place called Nancy Spain's, which is long gone now. Um, I was 16 or 17. I was playing bass guitar at that time. We had like that, Jesus, whatever about the lineup that comes and goes with Cruelcon, even everyone on stage then was gone within about a year or two. <clears throat> but yeah, that was it. And it's terrible. And it's there memorialized on YouTube forever. If I ever want to look at my 16 year old <laughs> self, like. Love it. All right. So if there was a heavy metal song about yourself, what would it be called? Fuck's sake, Seb. Jesus Christ, man. Oh, God. Wow. Um, I don't do easy questions, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what would that heavy metal song be called? Um, <laughs> almost a rock star. There you go. Everything's just always just beyond what I can reach. There you go. Yeah. That's it. Brilliant. Right. So my Bel talked about Belgium. My Belgian friend loves to answer this ask this question. If you were a musical instrument, what would you be? Hmm. Probably a keyboard, like a you know, a keyboard that has all the musical instruments. That's that's kind of what I am. Just all these musical instruments in one. A keyboard. I don't know. Jesus. <laughs> and, uh... A trombone. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me them four words to describe your band? Folk metal <laughs> with 
style. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> right. So start five questions, right? So either or either. So the first one is festival or small intimate gig? Festival. Cool. On the present. I love, like, we, Jesus, as the older I got, the more we just stopped touring, you know, going to nightliners, sleeping in those little coffins in the bus. I went, this is this is just not fun. I don't like it. So in the last kind of six, seven years, we've just stuck to festivals only. Small little intimate gigs happen. We did, we did like a small tour of Europe, a small tour of Scandinavia. But festivals are just you're you're treated like royalty. You're put up in hotels. You do a show and there's thousands of people watching. They may not be there to see you, but they're fucking watching you anyway. You yeah. feel like a metal god. And then you get to see all the best bands in the world. Man, compared to Nightliners, little, I looked at, look, I'm, I'm not going to badmouth the smaller gigs. They are great as well. I do love them. And I'm, I'm booking a lot at the moment in Ireland, yeah. but festivals, man, it's, oh, I love it. All right. So what about vinyl or digital? Digital. I've just no interest in vinyl. It's funny, you see me on all these promotional things with the new album, and I'm like, oh, it's gold vinyl, it's limited for, oh, look at this beautiful 100 or true. I couldn't give a shit. Like, it's just an inconvenience to me. Now, the rest of the band, and Joe, our bass player, he was our drummer for years. He's big into his vinyl collection. He is so excited about it. And I think they look beautiful. It's great to see the artwork as it is, but... I mean, I'm an IT guy. I, I'm I'm a qualified IT technician. I've gone to college. I've studied computer science. Do not try tell me that vinyl has a better sound quality than di than digital because it doesn't. And it's a sim. And I'll fight anyone. <laughs> All right. So the next one then is Guinness or Mead. Oh, Guinness, Guinness, definitely. Well, you know, I, I, Mead is okay. It's a bit sweet. Um. I love the kind of the coolness of me, like oh, I'm oh, I'm a fucking Celt, yeah, or whatever. I'm a druid, but <laughs> realistically, though, give me my Guinness any day of the week. <laughs> Tin Lizzy or Mama's Boys? Oh, Tin Lizzy, definitely. I mean, Tin Lizzy are as Irish as Irish can be. Um, Gary Moore, what a fucking legend. Yeah, uh, Mama's Boys, no, I I don't know much of their stuff. I think I remember hearing if I know they're important. They've got a legacy, all this kind of stuff. But no, I've, I think they were a little bit too rock and rolly compared to Tin Lizzy. Were full on heavy metal in some of their songs. Like there's no doubt about it. So the final one: Are you a saint or a sinner? I'm a saint. Like honestly, I'm just such a a nice. If it wasn't for my beer drinking, I'd be completely straight edge. Like you know, I'm just such a clean living by the book kind of guy like i really am what could i say i am who i am all right mate well thanks ever so much for your time and again congratulations on the album do you have any final, do you have any final words for your fans our viewers and listeners guys if you haven't checked out the album it's everywhere please check it out and check out the older stuff and every album is different than the, than the last it's an adventure and if you listen to it randomly somebody will give you 1000 euro or uk pounds that's a guarantee. Brilliant. Not a guarantee. <laughs> <laughs>
Like a witch in the evening 